Carrie's here, everybody. Carrie Murray from the Bra Network. You guys know I'm crazy for the Bra Network. I can't stop talking about it because guess what? It's the best. Carrie, I want to know, I get asked to join a lot of networking groups, to be honest, Carrie, and you're one of the few that I have joined and keep renewing every damn year. What do you think it is about the Bra Network that's so special? Well, first, I think what really sets us apart is we believe in community first. Then the networking's next. So it, the the whole heart and soul of Bra comes from its members, knowing that they're not going to get oversold to. It's not super salesy. Here's my business card. Community first. Yeah. And you know what? I can totally attest to that because I feel like it's not just about like, here's me selling, selling, selling. People are like, how are you, Liz? How are you doing? I'm like, thank you for asking. So nice of you. Um, Well, let's talk about the membership perks because this is obviously one of the best reasons to join. Give me the three top perks that you get as a bra member. Absolutely. You know, and it's really what sets us apart from other networking groups. The first one is we hire the women within our network first. We want to keep the money flowing between us. So whether you need an accountant and a photographer for your daughter's wedding or a nice handbag for your mother-in-law, we look within the broad directory and say, who can I elevate? Who can I hire? Who can I spend my money with? That's the first. The next is every member gets a dedicated landing page in the directory that's accessible to anybody. It features you, your business, testimonies, and how we can work with you. And then member events, virtual and in-person. They're very engaging. They're very elevated. Um, It's for new entrepreneurs as well as experienced entrepreneurs coming together for collaboration. Yeah, and these events are epic. I, everyone that I bring to one of your like events that has never been to one before are like, that was the best. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Like you just always have a great mix of speakers, learning, laughing, and then you just spoil us. It's always like the most beautiful place. And you, I mean, even after the pandemic, we were like, please, someone spoil us. You just do the best job at that, Carrie. I bravo to you. All right, what do you say to someone though, Carrie? who has just joined the net, done the networking. They're like, no, it's, I just can't do it. It's just, I don't like it. What do you say to them? What yeah, are, I, I, actually, I get that a lot. So what, what's the difference between bra and other networking group is the, you know, the R in bra is relationship, business relationship alliance. So the relationship is the heart and soul behind networking. So we seek to to look at each other's as collaborators and not competitors. So even if you go to a, an event and you're like, oh, it's filled with photographers, that doesn't matter. We want to know you. We want to know who you are, the person behind the brand, not just the brand. So that's us, heart and soul. It's so true. And you guys are very you, you very collaborative. People are always having each other on their podcasts or doing a collaboration at an event. And it, it's amazing that way. And then, you know, the hiring within, which you can't, you can't beat that either. All right, Carrie, do we get a coupon for joining? Because you know I need a coupon. Absolutely. And I love the podcast. So anybody that listens to your podcast, if they use the code WARRIOR and head to the website, broad-network.com, they get 15% off uh, membership just because I love and adore you. And I love this podcast. <laughs> I mean, you heard it here first. You get 10% off with code WARRIOR and you go to, what's the website one more time, Carrie? Broad-network.com. Broad-network.com. Head over. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. I'm so glad to be with you today. I want to thank you for listening. 
because you have made this podcast a smashing success. Our 100th episode is coming next week, and it will be a compilation of some of the greatest advice and aha moments we have had on this podcast. It's time to celebrate. I can't wait to share our 100th episode with you. Today, we are talking about the myth of individualism, feeling alone, and disconnection. I have four different mastermind groups I'm running, as well as my group coaching program, Limitless Warrior. I have a knack for bringing the right women together at the right time to have an amazing one-of-a-kind experience so they can learn, grow, and expand. I love watching women do the work to free themselves from fear and leap into their next chapter. One thing I'm noticing, a recurring theme with these women, is the myth of the individual. The myth that we must succeed, fail, and sometimes struggle alone. That no one is experiencing what we're experiencing. This leads us to feel shame, feel isolated, feel judgmental of ourselves and those around us. That judgment keeps us apart from others and leads to disconnection. Let's get into it, but first... It's not easy for mothers of young children to get in that political door. Here are the depressing facts to prove it. At the start of 2020, only 26 Congress seats are held by moms with children under 18. That's 5% of our legislators. In total, there are 131 women sitting in the Senate and House seats, comprising of less than 24% of Congress. About 88% of women become mothers by the age of 44 in the U.S., yet despite making up such a large segment of the population, they make up the smallest number in our federal government. Imagine the political landscape if elected seats were filled by qualified, hardworking moms who know what firsthand the majority of Americans endure day to day, raising the children of our future. Moms in Office endorsed and supported over 20 women during the 2020 election cycle. You can support Moms in Office by going to momsinoffice.org. Let's get those moms running for office. So how did this myth of individualism get started? Well, there was Herbert Hoover, who coined the phrase rugged individualism, Rugged individualism was a phrase used by Herbert Hoover during his time as president. And it refers to the idea that each individual should be able to help themselves out and that the government does not need to involve itself in people's economic lives nor in national economics in general. But it really goes further back. The term individualism was created in the early 1800s as the answer to totalitarianism and collectivism. Individualism is a political and social philosophy which emphasizes an elevation of the individual interests above those of the collective. Individualists value independence and self-reliance and advocate that interests of the individual should achieve precedence over a state or social group. We have carried that to the extreme in our society. You only have to look as far as Kim Kardashian to see a shining example of individualism, especially when she accuses everyone of not working hard. But I digress. The fact is, individualism is celebrated and admired. 
Look at how we celebrate people like Sarah Blakely, the creator of Spanx, or Bethany Frankel, who created the Skinny Girl brand, or even Michelle Obama. We have come to believe that these women have succeeded of their own accord, that they alone belong at the podium as the symbol of their success. We look at them as an example of individual success, but in reality, they have huge teams of people supporting, innovating, and guiding them. Groups that have supported them from the start, who've helped them get where they are. The American version of success, this old paradigm, is this false notion that in order to be successful, we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We gotta pull it together, be tougher, work harder to make things happen. In reality, even throughout history, no one has really had success alone. It can always be seen as a collaboration, and it's always been about that. Of course, genius people can have ideas, and that's a great thing, but to put it into action, you need others to come alongside you. It takes a village to make real success happen. Thomas Edison was an inventor and an entrepreneur. Edison is famous for his perfection of the light bulb, a device aimed to bring a commercially viable and safe light indoors. He's also the inventor of the phonograph and one of the pioneers of the American motion picture industry. One thing people don't know about Edison is that he was a collaborator. From the start, he sought out collaborators to get his materials, to create his prototype, and commercialize it. In his lifetime, he founded General Electric and more than 200 domestic and international companies, essentially to bring together investors, engineers, salespeople, and collaborators with a common mission. We love to think of inventors as solitary geniuses toiling alone in the dark. That is often not the case. The truth is, when we support and help each other in business or our personal lives, we all rise. A rising tide lifts all boats. Now let's get to you. Where are you trying to, quote unquote, go it alone? Isolate yourself. What narrative are you feeding yourself, telling yourself that you are all alone? You are never alone. Many women have seemingly shameful secrets that they are hiding, thinking that they're the only ones who have experienced these things. Myths that we tell ourselves to keep hiding. There's the myth of the perfect mother, who's supposed to be enjoying her kid's childhood, never complaining, never saying anything negative, pretending that motherhood is natural and easy. There's the myth that when you start a business, that you should know everything and be an expert and not ask for help, that asking for help is weakness. There's the myth of the shame of having a kid who's out of the box, neurodiverse, different, and is all alone. Feeling too much shame to share how hard it is to parent these kids and give them what they need makes us feel isolated. There's the myth that no one grew up with trauma, whether it is big trauma or little trauma, that it's not still trauma. In a violent or verbally abusive household or with trauma of emotionally unavailable and immature parents who didn't give us what we needed and neglected us, we don't want to disparage our parents, so we stay silent. Then there's the myth that when we begin something new, 
We have to be perfect and get it immediately and not tell anyone we're struggling or we need help. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Are you seeing how we isolate and try to believe the myth of the individual? When people, even kids, are choking on food, they hide for fear that they will be in trouble or they're embarrassed. They're choking. They would rather die than ask for help. This is a real thing. This is why when someone asks us how we are, we say, I'm fine, with a forced smile and a high-pitched voice. Because we think individualism should be celebrated. We believe that myth that we have to do it alone. We shut down, withdraw, hide, and tell ourselves we have to keep it to ourselves. I watch in these mastermind groups how women share their feelings and experiences and hold space for each other. They move through pain so much faster. They remove blocks with ease because they say it out loud and they get support and they let it go. They feel and heal and they feel seen and heard. We all need that kind of connection. In fact, we are wired for it. We like to think of ourselves as immune to opinions and actions of those around us while we each pursue our personal destinies. But across many studies of mammals, from the smallest rodents all the way up to us humans, data suggests that we are profoundly shaped by our social environment and that we suffer greatly when our social bonds are threatened or severed. When this happens in childhood, it can lead to long-term health and educational problems. We may not like the fact that we're wired so that our well-being depends on our connections with others, but the facts are the facts. Neuroscience is confirming that our nervous systems want us to connect with other human beings. A good example of this is our mirror neurons, which are located throughout the brain and help us read other people's feelings and actions. They may be the neurological underpinnings of empathy. When two people are in conversation, they are stimulating each other's mirror neuron system. Not only will this lead to movement in similar muscles in the face so that your expressions are similar, but it also allows each to feel what the other is feeling. This is an automatic, moment-to-moment resonance that connects us. There have been studies that look at emotions in human beings, such as disgust, shame, happiness, where the exact same areas of the brain light up in the listener who's reading the feelings of the person talking. We are literally hardwired to connect. So what happens when people are not connected with others? Well, a group of researchers at UCLA looked at the overlap between social pain and physical pain. They designed a computerized experiment that gradually excluded people from a multiplayer game. What they found was the area that lit up the brain for that kind of social rejection was the exact same area that lights up for the distress of physical pain. So the distress of social pain is biologically identical to the distress of physical pain. Most people in our culture understand that physical pain is a major stressor, but we often reject the idea of social pain. 
This impacts our society on a grand scale. For example, look at the instances of racism or homophobia, any of the ways that we use to disconnect and divide ourselves can literally cause pain. We downplay the importance of love and connection in a culture based on the success of the rugged individual. People in our culture need to understand that healthy connection can reduce pain on all levels. The paradigm shift we need is healing, growth, and expansion through connection. Collaboration as the key to healthy and a wealthy life. Feeling connection is a core human need. A real genuine human relationship has the power to heal traumas like loneliness and isolation. It is the experience of our oneness having shared experiences, relatable feelings, similar ideas and stories that feeds our souls. As you go through life, look for ways to collaborate, to connect, and share your story, even the ones you don't want to tell. Well, that's it for me, Warriors. This is episode 99. And next up is our 100th episode. Thanks for joining me today.